Today we're going to talk all about social media and technology in the evenings. And since we have been talking about ways to change our relationship with social media, how we look at our feeds, I thought it would be a great idea to focus on the way we work with these technology pieces in the evenings by going over three ways to manage social media and technology in the evenings. Hello again, everyone. Oh, it's the beginning of a brand new week here on the Strength, Yoga, and Freedom podcast. That's right. This is the podcast where we use the philosophy of yoga in a very practical and everyday way, one small step at a time to become happier people. If you are new here, my name is Justin. Welcome. If you're not new here, welcome back. Listen, I love talking about social media and I love talking about how it affects our lives. You can follow me on Instagram, speaking of social media, at Justin Ricky Yoga, J-U-S-T-I-N-R-I-C-C-I-Y-O-G-A. Or you can also sign up for our newsletter. The link is in the show notes or the description of this video if you're watching it or listening to it on YouTube. And also don't forget about our friend Kenzie and her sweet treats. If you have not tried her chocolate-covered Oreos, be sure you do. The link for the great Kenzie's sweet treats is in the descriptions of these episodes. You can get 15% off your first order by mentioning Justin SYF 15 off. So enjoy yourself, treat yourself to something like a Kenzie's sweet treat. So as we begin this episode, I just wanna briefly review what we discussed in the previous two episodes regarding social media and how our relationship with social media draws us back to Satcha. And Satcha is a Yama, which is one of the eight limbs of yoga. And satcha is translated to truthfulness. And that we know also in satcha that we discover a need to belong to something as human beings, specifically with regards to communities or groups. But yet on the flip side of that, we also find the need and the want to grow. But it's the growth part that we have trouble tapping into. It's the growth part that some of us look back and say, oh, that's too hard, or oh, I just don't feel like doing that, or oh, I'll do that later. That's the part that's harder. Belonging is easy. And you know, you don't need research to prove that. You know you already feel like you belong to something when you're on social media. You're part of a bigger community in social media. But sometimes when we're in these groups, or we're in these communities, well, we start to feel the need to grow and change certain things. And you see, that's where Satcha comes into play. Now, we also talked about the ability to be connected to people as being a huge deal for our emotional well-being, because we know that having social connections ease our, eases our anxiety, it reduces stress, it even provides joy, but social media can provide the opposite depending on how you use it. So if you have not had a chance to listen to the last two episodes of this podcast where we talk about the three ways to look at social media differently and then the three things you can do to make social media fit your life, take some time to listen to those because they build upon what I just reviewed with you about Satya and the belonging to things and all of that. And they also help you dive deeper into the whole sense of growing into your truth with social media as being the forefront of all of that. And I love talking about how you can look at social media 
differently and then how you can shape your feed to be different for you. So check out those two episodes. Now today's episode is gonna be super practical because I'm gonna give you the three ways to manage your social media and your technology in the evenings. And it's not just as simple as, all right, no technology in the evenings. Well, it's just not that simple. But there are simple things we can do, simple practical things that we can do that may not be easy, but we can do them. And that's what we're gonna be talking about today. And with that being said, I also wanna say that we all have different schedules. So using the word evenings as a term for a lot of us who sleep overnight during the nighttime, the dark hours, that's kind of what I'm talking about in a broad sense. Evening being the evening hours in a general sense. But some of you have different schedules where you work different hours. So your night, your evening, your morning, it could look very different. And that is okay because that's the way your lifestyle is. So just frame this training that I'm gonna give you around the time that you are winding down before you actually go to bed to sleep. So this is not before your nap time if you take a nap or this isn't if you you know work a really late shift and you get off at midnight and you go to bed at three o'clock in the morning and then you're up at 11 o'clock or something, we're, we're, that may not be considered quote an evening. So really think about this as the before you go to bed or you go to sleep. Now, there's a ton of research that's out there that you can find with regards to how screen usage affects us at bedtime or in the evenings. Technology before bed is linked to difficulty falling asleep, increased awareness, your mind racing, procrastination, FOMO, which means fear of missing out, and anxiety and depression. All those things that you may experience first thing in the morning as well. So not only do you maybe feel that at night, but you may feel that in the morning. There's also research out there showing you that repeated use of a bright screen before bed, one and a half hours or longer for five days in a row actually will shove your body clock back by one and a half hours. That's crazy. I'm gonna say that again. It's The research shows you that using repeated use of a bright screen before bed for one and a half hours or longer for five days in a row shoves your body clock back by that one and a half hours. That's some quality sleep you're freaking losing. And then what do you do? You get up and you complain that you're tired during the day. Oh, I'm so tired. Why? Well, this could be one of the reasons why. Many sleep experts will also say that any form of screens should not be in the bedroom. However, a lot of us may find it more soothing to read an ebook, to have the TV on, or even listen to the radio. And those things are unclear. The research on those types of technology are unclear. So it's very, very, very important to think about those as more of a passive type of technology because that doesn't really affect all people. That's why the research isn't very conclusive of that. But the research is a little more con conclusive of the interactive types of technology with the blue light that comes off of the screens like phones or your tablets or your laptop. Those can delay your sleep as I just talked about before when I talked about the one and a half hours or longer for the five days in a row. So the TV and the radio and that type of technology, there's not as much conclusiveness about that out there, but there is 
when it, when we're talking about blue light and the screens like the phone. And that stuff interrupts your melatonin production and it also interrupts your circadian rhythm. That has been proven. So take a look at all that if you want more research. It's all out there, you can find it. So what could we do to mitigate all of this? Let's talk about it by starting with the number one thing that we can do when it comes to social media and technology in the evening. And that is something I started doing this about a year ago and boy, did it change my life. And that is no phone in the bedroom. No phone, no tablet either, no laptop. So when I go to bed, I actually plug my phone into another room. And it's actually the room I'm in right now <laughs> where it's an office that I use. And that's where I plug my phone in. Now, I do wear a smartwatch that alerts me of any emergency phone calls. And also, my phone will ring if someone needs me in the middle of the night. I don't see or hear any texts or any other alerts on my watch or on my phone during the night, and it has left me getting way more comfortable sleep than I ever have before. Nothing has worked for me as well as having my phone outside of my bedroom. And for those of you that maybe don't have a space to put your phone outside of your bedroom, then put it on the other side of your bedroom so that it's in a place where you cannot reach it, but you would be able to hear it if it rang, if you needed it for work or your kids need you or someone has an emergency or whatever it is. Have it somewhere else so that you are able to hear it, but it's not accessible by hand. You can't reach for it. And you wanna know why? There's two reasons. Number one, I don't have my phone in my bedroom because it's a distraction to look at before I go to bed or sleep or I look at it in the middle of the night. And then the other reason is, I'm not tempted to look at my phone first thing when I get up in the morning. Because if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I am a firm believer in not looking at your phone until your morning routine is complete. And there are a ton of articles and research on this, as well as tons of other self-help gurus that teach these same principles to you out there. You can find tons of information from tons of different people that are basically saying the same thing in their own words, like I'm doing now with this. Having your phone in the bedroom with you blocks your happiness, your healthiness. It also skews your mental awareness and it spikes your anxiety. The main takeaway here is that if you cannot figure out your own head before you interact with other people, then you're moving through the days firing basically on one or two cylinders instead of all cylinders. And I personally don't like to do that. During the day, I like to fire on all of my cylinders. I am not the person that likes to complain all day long about feeling tired or having no energy or feeling like I have a stuffy nose or I'm coughing or I have all these other symptoms that come from not getting enough sleep or not taking care of myself. You see, I don't wanna live like that. And if you're listening to this podcast, maybe you don't wanna live like that anymore either. So having your phone outside of your bedroom or on the other side of it where you cannot reach it is the best way to start your day off right the next day and start having good sleep in the evenings because you keep it out of sight. So start your healthy day the night before by getting that phone away from you. That's number one. Number two, piggybacking off of number one, when we talk about not having distractions for the mind, I also have my watch and my phone set to do not disturb, which begins at 10 p.m. This is another little trick. This is when my phone and my watch will no longer alert me of anything 
unless it's an emergency. Now, I generally go to sleep, that's sleep, I fall asleep, maybe between 10.30 and 11.30 every night, give or take, that's my sleep schedule. You need to determine when is it that you generally fall asleep every night, and it might be just slightly different every night. So that means if I'm out a little bit later or I'm working a little bit later in the evenings, I might have to have my phone with me and on until I'm home and settled, and it might be just slightly later. But I normally get that phone out of my sight one and a half to two hours before I close my eyes to go to sleep. Now, if I'm gonna go into my bedroom to read or to have the TV on, because I am a person that, 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 that the TV has never interrupted my sleep, and it still does not interrupt my sleep, so I use that as, as a nice way to fall asleep, but when I go in there to sleep, that phone is on the charger in the other room, right? I already said that. But I often put it there even before I go into the bedroom. So the, the key here to number two is all about knowing that maybe around, if I know I'm gonna fall asleep around 11.30-ish or so, between 10.30 and 11, that hour, hour and a half before, that means around nine or 9.30, I need to stop using my phone and I need to put it out of my sight whether or not I actually go into the bedroom at nine or 9.30 or not. So I could be laying on my acupressure mat in my living room. I could be snuggling with my little kitties, Dylan or Cody, or I could be doing something else, but the phone goes out of sight because I know the less time that I spend dealing with the outside world before I go to bed and before I go to sleep, the better my mindset is during the day and the happier I am. I am also able to deal with less stress and anxiety because I'm not constantly glued to that screen. So having that screen, having the discipline to understand, even though I don't go to bed until this time, I can, and my phone goes on do not disturb at this time, I can still put the phone away one and a half hours to sometimes two hours, even before I know I'm going to go to sleep. So that's number two. Now the third and final one is Giving yourself time to prepare yourself. This piggybacks off number two. When you put that phone away and out of your sight for the last hour and a half or two hours of your day, you are then preparing yourself for rest. And as I mentioned about having the phone away and not in your bedroom, it also gives you a productive next day. Now, how many times do you find yourself mindlessly scrolling on social media at night and then all of a sudden it's one o'clock in the morning? How many of you, I've done that in the past, have you? And now you can't fall asleep. Or you wake up and you look at your phone again, but you really haven't done anything to prepare yourself to actually tuck yourself in, like showering, maybe taking care of your pets, or shutting the lights off in the living room or downstairs in the base room, or maybe you haven't gotten the bathroom ready for your morning. And listen, aren't those the things that we generally then do in the morning if we don't do them at night? We flop out of bed, we start, oh God, the cats need water, oh God, my, this, the, the dishes are still in the sink from the night before, now I have to clean them up before I get my lunch packed or my day ready to go in here and everything's a mess. That's what you do in the morning though. In the morning, generally when you get up, you generally go to the bathroom and you generally go to the kitchen. Now I spoke about this on 
an evening routine episode where we talk about setting up the morning the night before because it makes your mornings a lot easier. If you are tied to your phone, especially working after working all day long or in the evening and you get home late or whatever happened, your mind is already racing. Your nervous system is active. Why not wind down with no phone and get your shit ready for the, for the morning? And, and, and here are some examples of things that you can do at night when you're not looking at your phone to give yourself a really good morning. You can, these are the things that I do, by the way. Number one, I have a coffee maker, a Keurig. So mine, uh, what I do is I don't use the K-cups. So I have that little basket. Those of you that use Keurigs, you know this. You have that little basket where you put the coffee grounds in. I used to be the person that when I would get up in the morning, I would have to take the coffee grounds out that have been now in there for 24 hours, wash the whole thing out, and then put new coffee in there to make coffee. Now I'm groggy, cranky, and angry in the morning because I hate getting up in the morning. I hate it. So why in the world would I make it harder for myself by having those grounds of coffee in my fingernails, in the sink, in the coffee, in the coffee maker, when I could just have that stuff cleared out and in the morning when I go down there to have coffee, all I have to do is put the coffee in there and push the button and away it goes. And that's it. What about the dishes? I mentioned the dishes before. Now, if you do not have a dishwasher, washing the dishes the night before means you walk into a clean sink that you can use without something blocking you filling up your water in the morning or whatever you do in the sink. You can load your dishwasher the night before if you uh, and run the dishwasher if you have a dishwasher. But getting the, the, the kitchen clean is huge. So is the bathroom. If you have shit in that bathroom, like towels all over the floor, dirty clothes from the night before, and your sink is populated with crap, that's what you're gonna walk into in the morning. And when you're on your phone the night before, you are interrupting the ability to be able to get all that crap put away so that when you go in there in the morning, you can go to the bathroom, wash your face, brush your teeth, and do whatever else you need to do in the bathroom so that you have a morning of success rather than the morning of filling yourself up with agitation right away. Now, my, my cats, I make sure that they have water and food before I go to bed. I don't want to be up in the middle of the night and forgetting that I put water down or food down for them. See, when I'm on my phone, all of that stuff gets neglected and I push it off and procrastinate to the next day. Is that you too? Because if you are procrastinating all that stuff, you are not going to start your day the next day feeling like you have a clean slate. You're gonna wake up and you're gonna feel like you have a mess. And the reason is because you were on your phone the night before. So in the evenings, it is very, very critical to get rid of that phone an hour and a half to two hours before, having the phone away from the bedroom while you're sleeping and not looking at it in the morning, and also having everything ready the night before without looking at your phone so that you give yourself a nice, wonderful, lovely morning where you can, I'll give you an example. This morning when I woke up, because all of that stuff was done, I got to put my coffee in that coffee maker and I walked directly out the door and onto my porch and I listened to the birds for about 20 minutes and it was such a wonderful way to start my day. How did you wake up this morning? Did you wake up with anxiety? Did you wake up with a hangover? Did you wake up feeling depressed, like you don't want to deal with all the things that you wanna deal with? 
A lot of that can go away if you start getting way more intentional about where your phone goes the night before. And when we're talking about the hangovers, we might be talking about alcohol hangovers because socially, a lot of us like to drink at night and then we complain about the hangovers the next day. But are you having a hangover from the day before that's just a life hangover, I call it, where you're carrying all the anxiety from the day before into the next day because you couldn't shut that damn phone off the night before. You could not disconnect. Think about that. Really think about that. So I want you to really start getting intentional about what you do the night before and your social media habits the night before. Putting the phone away is really a game changer. And on the next episode, talking about intentional things, we're gonna talk about how you can start getting intentional and start really blooming the creativity and inspiring others on social media. I have three big ways you can do that, and we're gonna talk about that on the next episode as we conclude our social media series. So I will see you all then, and I hope that you have a fantastic day full of happiness. Okay, one last thing. The content in the Strength, Yoga, and Freedom podcast is not intended as a replacement or a substitution for the advice of any medical professional, like a physician, a psychologist, or a qualified therapist, or any other medical professional. It is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only.